world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. And we are here live, Anthony, at, at the SafeCon. SafeCon. Fourth Safe SafeCon. It started here four years ago, and here's the fourth one today. And here, who's with me? But another, none other than John Willett, who this was his the, idea. Yes, the founder and promoter. The second camera on the GoPro is showing the comings and goings of the hallway where there's a few exhibitors, but there's another exhibitor hall, and there's a conference hall where there's a lineup of speakers that will blow you away uh, on the SafeCon speaker list right here, NJ Safe. John set this up. Dr. Gianni Pirelli, Dan Schmutter, Louis Knappen, Scott Bach, Robert Ryerson, and Louis Terrio, Eric Rebels, uh, Cam Edwards, uh, um, me, Kalita, and who else is on? Tony. Tony Simon, two-way podcasting. Then NRA lobbyist Darren Goins. Then women in the firearms community. And then the closing remarks. So without further ado, John Willett, whose baby is SafeCon. Now, be John, before you get into it, I want to express a little bit of discontent. Because wave to the camera right here to GoPro. Okay? I want to talk a little discontent. See you next week. Thanks for coming. That... Uh, a million gun owners in New Jersey. Let's be conservative and say there's 750,000 gun owners. And we have a few hundred patriots here showing their support. We should. This place should have been busting out at the seams. John should have been sending a notice out two months ago that we were completely sold out. But we're not. All right. Unity and activism is key. But in New Jersey, all we have is apathy and complacency instead of unity and activism. John, without further ado, tell us positive stuff about the conference because I'm a little pissed off. All right, so we are down south uh, in extreme South Jersey here in Vineland because we move the conference around every year. Um, we have over 200 people attending the conference this year uh, at this venue, which is growth over uh, over the last time we were here because I'm not even including uh, sponsors and speakers and exhibitors in that number. So, um, so we're having a fantastic day. Uh, Dr. Pirelli just gave an hour presentation that was some of the most in-depth information scary, scary. related to mental health and firearms uh, that you can imagine getting in any venue. Uh, he was followed up by Dan Schmutter uh, giving updates on the, the cases that are being, that are being filed and, and, and litigated by ANGRPC with NRA support. And he's breaking news here at the conference. And you're yeah, not going to get this anywhere else. Share we can't, it. Share we, can't, it. We, can't, we can't talk about it yet um, publicly, but, uh, you know, if you're here at the conference, you'd be ahead of the curve. Yeah, exactly. You'd know exactly, exactly. what was going on. Yeah. Uh, some exciting things that we're going to be hearing more about, um, you know, coming forward. And uh, I, I couldn't be more pleased. we got Scott Bach talking now. We have Lou uh, Knappen uh, up talking already. Uh, it's just a fantastic day. The best information you're going to get about the Second Amendment and firearms here in New Jersey. You want to share the breaking news? No. Why not? 
because I'm I'm under quarantine apparently. They told you that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we have to. So only the people here know about. Only it, the people huh? here are going to hear it. That's horrible. So uh, we have an all-star lineup here. Everybody's here breaking their humps, uh, coming down two-hour drive. If you live in North Jersey, I see so many people here showing their support. Uh, uh, Beacon Brass and Bob's Little Sports Shop have uh, gone above and beyond the call of duty again. Gary Allison from Beacon Brass got me a few hundred petition signatures from South Jersey ranges and gun stores. Gary it's, got my signature. That guy, that guy is motivated. He's, he's, he's <laughs> kicking butt for me. Uh, the deadline to get the signatures to the range is Friday the 29th. They have to be to the range on Friday the 29th. So please, um, if you uh, can, I would love for you to all come down uh, and get the petitions to me so I can run a petition in uh, January. The next, was that uh, interference? That's not the plate in my head? No. Nope. Uh, I'm shutting it off. I just wanted to check to make sure the camera was okay, Sandy. So. Uh, oh, it's okay. Stop. Just keep... No, I'm done. It's good. It's right, right where I want it to be. So, John, talk a little bit about, uh, about this conference. Next year, I think we're going to uh, get some other 2A groups involved and maybe move it to Central Jersey. Absolutely. We're, we're going to keep increasing participation like we have been. We're going to be going back to North Jersey. We'll find ourselves a new venue up there that uh, can keep the lights on, you know, otherwise we'll just uh, hug each other in the dark if we have to, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my phone is uh, irritating the system, too. This is really horrible. We should have wrapped all of ourselves in tinfoil. <laughs> uh, you know, the NRA is here. They have a booth set up. ANJRPC has a booth set up. CNJFO has a booth set up. Uh, it's just uh, phenomenal to see so many people here. But again... We had Jay Moore uh, and companies uh, supporting the conference again this year. Mike Candido is the man. Thank you so much. We should have 100 supporters down here, John. And next year we're going to try to do it maybe a little differently and get it out there a little, a little more. I know it's been hard. How much money did you make off this conference for the fourth year in a row? So my accountant tells me that I'm going to have to reorganize this because I can't keep claiming losses on my taxes every year and still call it a business. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that works. Eh? Yeah, apparently the federal government doesn't like it when you they say you're like, in business and you don't ever you make don't, any money. You don't ever make any money. <laughs> they think something suspicious, but, but you know, I've never seen this I'm before. richer with friends than I ever have been. You're richer with right. friends. Hey, Patty, I got you on camera, Patty. Wave to the camera. Nice. There's Patty. Uh, so, John, um, it's it's really a great lineup of speakers that you that you have here, and there's so much educational stuff going on, and everybody's talking sidebar. Listen, how much were tickets to get in here? Twenty bucks. For twenty bucks, you could have stopped Dan Schmutter, Evan. Ten Mavitt, if you bought him in July. Mappen, ten <laughs> if you bought him in July. I, I just don't un, I just don't understand it. And watch what's going to happen. The mag ban. We're waiting. Uh, next week, we're supposed to hear a decision from Judge Sheridan on the status of the injunction. And uh, in September, wait till you see the lineup our legislators are going to have for us. There's about 60 bills right now bouncing around in the state of New Jersey. All right? And we talk about it all the time that what happens in New Jersey doesn't stay in New Jersey. What, I've gotten petitions uh, mailed to me from Hawaii, Alaska, Minnesota, Wyoming, Texas, Tennessee, you name it. And a lot of people are attaching notes saying, hard to get you signatures because you're from New Jersey and people don't want to vote for you because you're in New Jersey. That's a strike against us. And, and, it's, and it's wrong. Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, and the message from the conference here today is, is we're under the greatest threat that we've be ever been under with the change in the executive branch because we had, you know, a relatively favorable governor kind of protecting us before and taking some steps to advance right to carry with one of those vetoes that he did. Correct. Um, but also at the same time, 
uh, here, oh, I'm sorry, here in uh, New Jersey, we're also creating new opportunities for ourselves through the litigation that ANGRPC and NRA are supporting, and and also you know through the lobbying that folks here in New Jersey do, um, you know, related to uh, uh, national carry and and for um, judges being confirmed to Supreme Court. So you know we're working on all those fronts with everybody, and in some cases creating our own opportunities. You know, Bloomberg, uh, his Every Town for Gun Safety plans to spend eight to ten million dollars in Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, and New Mexico. Think about that. They're very smart. <clears throat> they're going to use their money in states that are pro-gun, right. and they're going to chip away right. at the iceberg one yep. little chip at a time. Until okay? everything looks like New Jersey. Correct. We talked about Oklahoma a few weeks ago. You guys and girls that are out there listening, you got to show your support. We have to put our support behind the NRA. Your state associations, except for Oklahoma, your state associations need your support. And guys like John who are doing what he's doing to unify everybody. I mean, Mark Cheeseman's here. John Gillard's here with their lawsuit. Uh, there's just so many people here that, that are fighting, and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. I mean, we have, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's, what's the governor's name? Governor Inslee? He's a Democrat, right? From where? <clears throat> I'm trying to think about where, where he's from. Uh, I'll get to it in a second. But uh, <clears throat> Governor Inslee, here it is. Governor Inslee, uh, he doesn't want to sign the certificates. This is Washington State. Okay. The Washington State Rifle and Pistol Association, whenever anybody gets an award from the CMP, from the Civilian Marksmanship Program, the certificates are signed by the governor. And now he doesn't want to sign he them? He won't sign them because uh, it's attached to the NRA. Oh, great. You know, it's an NRA. Because right. all the NRA does with the CMP matches is unify and compile the scores for national rankings. <laughs> the NRA doesn't have anything else to do with the CMP matches. And the governor of Washington State won't sign these young kids' certificates. It's a battle against the NRA, and and the kids are falling victim to his, to politics yet again. If you're not a member of the NRA, you need to be a member of the NRA. Listen, we disagree with some issues with the NRA. I know there's the whole bump stock issue, but look at this, Mitch McConnell. It's almost two years the House passed the national reciprocity, and it's sitting on Mitch McConnell's desk. The midterms are so important to us that we get more Republicans in. Even though most of them are rhinos, they're better than the Democrats. John, what do you have to say about this? I, uh, I think uh, what you're talking about with Washington State there is important. You know, folks who are out in those, uh, those western states or those more gun-friendly states, it's so easy for that to change and flip if people aren't... Uh, going to meetings and, and staying awake and, and knowing what's going on in their own state. Thank you, John. John's out. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four 250-pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless-looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. 
It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you, in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. The world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick, but just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. Listen to this and other episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and On Demand. And this segment is brought to you by Medallion Chiropractic, M-A-D-A-L-I-A-N. Medallion Chiropractic is in Wayne, New Jersey on Valley Road. He is a chiropractic doctor extraordinaire. Support those who support us. He's only four miles from the range in Wayne, New Jersey. If you live within a 30-mile radius of Medallion Chiropractic, you should be going to see him. He can help you. If you don't, Give him a five-star review. Share him with your friends and family. Support those who support us. So, who do we have on the show today? None other than Darren Goins. Uh, Darren, what's your title? Well, they changed it. Now I'm technically state director, but I'm, I'm basically a state liaison, state lobbyist. Darren is down in Trenton fighting for us every director time. Director sounds good. So He's the director. Yeah. Darren, yeah. Is down, Darren is down there fighting for us all the time. I gave him a free water. You got that, right? Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, shut up, Sandy. And, Just uh, saying. You know, he's back there. He works with the legislators. He works with our lobbyist, Rob Nixon. He works with Scott Bach closely. And he's down there at every time in Trenton trying to give some sanity. And, you know, you know, Darren, I, there's some things you can and cannot talk about, but we're, we're in for a whooping in the fall, aren't we? I don't know about the fall, but um, d- definitely, you know, as we turn the calendar pages to 2019, it could be. I, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, we've said this all along. I get that people are frustrated in New Jersey. I'm a gun owner here, too. We're all frustrated, but things can get worse. And we saw that earlier this spring. And I th- listen, I think it's a tsunami, and uh, this was the first wave of it. It's coming. Yeah. And we, there's nothing we can do except testify and then lawsuits, correct? Well, s- certainly the, the, you know, the, the best option for us is definitely going to be in the courts because of, you know, the New, Jer- the New Jersey legislature and the governor have just proven that, you know, they're completely detached from the Constitution. Now, having said that, we've got to fight. I mean, Scott Bach has said this all along. 
is that you know if you don't fight and if you don't stand up, it's it's just as good as being complicit in it. And you can't make it easy for them, right? They got other issues, uh, you know, marijuana, immigration. They're consumed with other stuff. And if and if you you know we just roll over on the gun issue. Uh, it just makes it easy, and we've done anything but that. It, you know, as you alluded to earlier, we've been down there on, at every time there's a hearing. We're getting our members engaged in calling and, and letting them know. And um, you know, we're going to keep fighting. Yeah, we're going to keep fighting. You can see the view. Uh, the conference center. They're, they're taking a break. I think for lunch. You can see how many people are coming out. A few hundred people are in there watching the presentations. Darren, you have a presentation uh, after me at 3:40. Yes. And, and you drove two hours to get here as well, too. Yeah, it was like 2.20. I'm hugging the New York border. So. Yeah, so, you know, and I've had pe- I had people complain about the distance of this uh, on social media, which really riles me because, you know, John made an effort every year to go from south, central, north. Now he's south again. You know, what most people prefer is if we went to their house with it. Right, exactly. You know, yeah. and maybe paid them and as brought well. a latte. No, I grew up in South Dakota. I had to drive an hour and a half for groceries, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you know, we've been pitching. Make sure you join the NRA. Make sure you join the state association. What else can people do, Darren? Uh, share with us what, what people listening to the show should be telling their friends and family that aren't wired into the two A and aren't listening to the show. Share with us as much as possible. You know, th- that's a good question. I get asked that all the time. And aside from showing up uh, at conferences, you know, going to the state house in Trenton, because here's the deal: every time we go down to Trenton. There's tons of red T-shirts with the million mom, uh, the moms demand action, yeah. and those groups, and and we're always severely outnumbered. So you know what? What 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 does the other side do? Well, they they go to hearings, so our people should be doing the same thing. Right. But um, I thought about that question a little bit more, and you know, there's a lot of little subtle things that I think people forget. Like like just a few weeks ago, I bought and gifted three NRA Life memberships to people. Yes. Um, yeah. And um, the other thing is the guys on my hockey team—they're all shooters now. I took one or two of them shooting. Each some one, them, reach one. Yes, yeah, some of them have been at your range. These guys are contacting me about how to get FID cards, um, purchase permits, whatever. And I almost 80% of my hockey team now are, are shooters. And one guy they laugh because he goes out to Cherry Ridge uh, almost every week. Um, <laughs> and then the, the guy—I mean—he served in the military. 20 years ago and hadn't picked up a gun since, you know? Right. You know, Colonel, Colonel Oliver North, who's the president of the NRA now, he wants an initiative. He wants to go from 6 million to 12 million NRA members. And what Darren said, that's, that's achievable because even, you know, Christmas time is coming. Buy a few annual memberships for a few people in your family. If you have a niece or nephew being born, buy them a membership. We can double the numbers easily, you know, and then maybe people will get hooked. They'll start reading the magazine. So, each one reach one. Everyone should be reaching out and trying to do that. But the real reason I got all these life <coughs> memberships is I needed to control a block of voting to help get you on the board. To so. help get me on the <laughs> yeah, board. Yeah, okay, yeah. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. It's um, getting deep in here. I'm, I'm, I have to, <laughs> I'm trying, have to get my waiters I, on. You know, while you say that, I want to take a second. I just I can't name you all by name, but every day that I come to work, there's 10 or 15 envelopes with petition signatures in them from people from all over the country. And I got to tell you right now, I needed 653 petition signatures. And right now I have 1,100 signatures verified by the NRA. 
and I'll probably have 1500 by the deadline. And I couldn't do it if it wasn't for Gary Allison, Cliff Toy, Darren Goins, and all of these other people out there. Every day I come, some envelopes, have, most of them have one signature, some have two, some have 30 signatures in them. And a big complaint we talked about is people say, well, he's from New Jersey, why would I vote for him? Look what happened in Oklahoma with exactly. the state association going against exactly. permitless carry. Please, people, Bloomberg, they're going to spend $8 million in pro-gun states. They're not right. stupid. Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, and New Mexico. Darren would love to work those four states, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. compared to where you are. Exactly. Tell everybody the states that you handle, Darren. Well, now I do New York, New Jersey, uh, Rhode Island, and Vermont. <laughs> and they gave you Vermont. Well, no, no. Did you oh. see what happened in Vermont this year? Oh, yes. Yeah, in the yeah. middle of all the craziness. Vermont used right? to be okay. Yeah, I mean... In some respects, uh, I saw Knappen sent out a couple posts or had yes. a couple emails where he's like, "Can you believe it?" He goes, "Now New Hampshire's gun laws are, are, are excuse me, New Jersey's gun laws are actually better than Vermont's in a couple areas." <laughs> where are we gonna go? We right. gotta stop. We have to stand exactly. and fight. You know, right. the NRA, their banner over there says, "Stand and fight." Yep. We have to fight. But wouldn't have been nice, Darren, if you had Nevada and New Mexico. But I also heard that. The police pistol matches, the nationals that the NRA has for uh, for police officers, they're getting crap in New Mexico because the governor of New Mexico doesn't want the NRA matches held there anymore. Y you know, in New Mexico. In New Mexico. Oh my God. You 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 really bring up a, a good point there that I think that hasn't gotten a lot of discussion. That is, you know, I've really seen. I've done this for 13 years. And I've seen the other side and the, the their political sophistication has caught up yes. immensely yes. to yes. us. Exactly. And that's why in some of these pro-gun states, states are traditionally pro-gun, now all of a sudden there's a fight there. Well, they're, yep. they're targeting it. This is not by... You know, we spoke about this eight years ago. And they, they've been targeting the pro-gun states to infiltrate those states, it's all part of a plan. Pro everybody has to understand that progressivism isn't about running in and grabbing your salami and leaving. It's about taking it away from you one slice at a time so you don't notice it. And it slips in. L look at, Darren, y you see it here in New Jersey all the time that we, we were talking off air about this, that when the, when the mag ban came through, the most disheartening thing was the phone calls, where can I turn my magazines in? Yep. Yeah. The instantly, the yep. next day. That's this. That's their knee-jerk response. Okay, one more thing gone. Yep. And, and, and it doesn't matter to them. They don't consider fighting anymore. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's it, the, the way to, and I've always said this, the way to ban firearms isn't to do it with a piece of legislation. Right. It's to do it culturally. Yep. And, if you, and that's it, what they're doing. And if you put some of these laws on the books that make it a little bit tougher, make it right. so that you're going to face some sort of legal jeopardy if you mm -hmm. get caught, severe legal jeopardy, if you get caught with something that's actually legal in the vast majority of other states, then all of a sudden the new gun owner, the guy that I go to on my hockey team and says, hey, you want to go shooting, you want to get a fire? Well, I don't know. I, and then what you do is you wipe out an entire generation yes, of young yes, people yes. who never get involved, yep, yep. and they win the they win the war culturally. Yes. They they don't they don't even have to ban the firearms. No. Pretty soon, kids are just they, just they don't like, even. Now, I mean, and when you talk about cultural differences, I mean, every November, as soon as the election's over, I go back home the, for a couple right. weeks and do some pheasant hunting, and you go to these little towns and communities. 
signs on the bar, on the grocery store, on the convenience store. Welcome hunters. The whole economy is yes. centered on, right. on the hunting season back right. there. Guys are driving around with shotguns in their vehicles. And you know what? There's no crime. There's no crime. No, no. Nobody's doing we, anything bad. Last week's show, we reported the shooting. NSSF came out with a report. The shooting community contributes almost $17 billion a year to the economy. Yeah. $17 billion a year. Right. Yeah. And we get steamrolled. And people that, people that you know, for some of the, the people that aren't involved with it might look at that and say, or even the gun owners who don't hunt may be amazed by those dollar tolls. But i got to tell you, let's take, for example, Colorado. It's, it's $650 for a bull elk tag. That's a hiking permit to go hunt on private land, to walk around for a weekend. Six fifty. It's five hundred dollars for a oh, cow tag. That's just your tag. Now, when I drive out there, I got gas cross country. Right. You get out there. Some Lodging, guys stay in hotels. Food. Gas. Food. Yeah. You, you, you dump yep. easily a couple thousand dollars. Sure. To do this in South Dakota, uh, a ten day pheasant um, uh, permit is one hundred and fifty dollars. So the guys that are spending that just for the tags, you know, they're spending it uh, other of course uh, other areas. Of and course. not only that, but those tags and fees are financing the conservation, the environment, yep. and the habitat. Mm -hmm. and, and again, that's just the hunting portion of what we do. Obviously, the Second Amendment is much, much more about that. But the only reason I bring it up is that years ago, a person's introduction to firearms was through hunting. Where I right. grew up, we right. touched a gun for the first time because I, we wanted to go hunting. I think here, too, Anthony, was yours? I know mine was. It was... Uh, introduction into firearms being hunting, where yes, like your too. shotgun course, right? I, well, no, I went to archery first. Oh, you did. I went to butts and bows and bevel. It's gone. I took my hunter safety course, archery, and then to get my hunting license, I took the shotgun hunting course. And uh, but then I never hunted. But that yeah, was my I, I never hunted yeah. either. But that was your entry yeah, into correct. And and, and 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 I mean, a lot of the high schools had rifle teams. That's right. that's right. That's yesteryear. And yeah. I I learned how to shoot a rifle at the PAL. And I don't even, do they even have PALs anymore? I don't think so. If it, they do, let us know. Somebody send us yeah. uh, info at talk, talkback at gunforhireradio.com or anthony at gunforhire.com. The police athletic leagues, if they still have those things. I don't yeah, know. That's I don't where I learned so. how to shoot a twenty-two. Yeah, I don't think they have them anymore. But join the NRA. How much is it for an annual membership now? I, I believe it's a hefty $35. $35. Wow. Oh, my goodness. ANJRPC is $40. Two, two trips to Starbucks. We talk about this all the time. And if you live in New Jersey, CNJFO. I mean, for a little over 100 yep. bucks. And again, for the holidays, give everybody NRA memberships. Let's get the left pissed off. The past president of the NRA from Arizona, Sandy Froman, used to say, if, if, if we had 12 million members... In the NRA, you know who the next president of the United States would be whoever we want. Right. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Darren, thank you for being on the show. Absolutely, brother. always, it's always a pleasure. Keep fighting, man. We need you. Keep fighting. Can you pause? For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. 
The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra wide ports so two people can stand side by side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun for Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. So, this segment is brought to you by Gunsitters, gunsitters.com, open locations all over the place. Uh, if you have guns that you need temporarily or long-term storage, check out gunsitters.com. Uh, also, go on this website, sonsoflibertyso.com, sonsoflibertyso.com. Our range just signed on. They have a, uh, a, a discount program for people, uh, pro-2A businesses and everything. We're going to keep it in the family, sonsoflibertyso.com. So, speaking at the con hey, Mark, how's everything? Speaking at the conference today was uh, Lou Knappen and his uh, lovely significant other, Ellen. So, I grabbed them with a hook. And, uh, and I brought him over here. So, Lewis, how are you, sir? Good to see you again. Lou Knappen is the man behind the curtain at the uh, Knappen Law Firm, and he spoke today at SafeCon. So, welcome. Welcome. First Thanks. time on the show. First time come, on the show. Come a yeah, little closer. first time. Uh, so, 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 talk to us. Tell us what's going on with, in New Jersey and what we should be afraid of and what people should be doing. It's basically freeform today. Okay. There's, there's no... Uh, uh, Owen, how are you? Well, it's wonderful to be here and see uh, all the pro-gun people and speak to a friendly audience. Should understand. be 10,000 people here, but yes, that's another story. That's a different story, but the ones who are here, I deeply appreciate it. Where uh, I was going over some of the disqualifiers and issues that people are running into that I see happening. Um, some things that are happening, I'm seeing more and more on the, on the wall that you had to be careful about, uh, specifically uh, who you reside with. and, and <coughs> Be choosy. 
<laughs> about who you decide to spend your time with. Uh, discretion is very important if you're a gun owner. Um, beyond that, uh, other issues, some things. I just had a Supreme, uh, appellate division decision come down three days Sorry. ago. I was very happy about I got a reversal and a remand on... Uh, where they found a person who had a prior alcohol problem who's been resolved, um, yet the court still decided in the interest of public health, safety, welfare, sort of usurping around the law on how, they, how to handle mental health issues or disease issues. Um, because he still continued to occasionally have a drink, she was requiring more of an absolute, uh, absolute abstinence standard and said, well, it's generally understood if you're once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. That is not the standard. It is ah. um, the standard, even if you look at the certificate of eligibility, talks about how um, a recovered alcoholic may answer no to that question. Correct. And we need to start understanding Because it says, are you a habitual drunkard, et cetera, et cetera. There's uh, about three different times in the statute that they gotcha. talk about, they say, they use these great terms of art. It's really ridiculous questioning people <laughs> on the stand. You ask somebody, are you a habitual drunkard? And I don't mean any offense by using that term, but that's a term of art that's actually in the statute. Um, there's been a few cases where they've proven that people are that. Uh, which is fascinating. I don't know how it's defined specifically in that sense. Uh, are you an By alcoholic? the Webster's Dictionary of 1837. <laughs> <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. Uh, so the um, that's where it's at in terms of uh, it was beautiful to get a decision where they have to remand it down because they found that she judicially noticed things that could not be and should not be judicially noticed. They need to be either proven or not or shown and so that so we're going to probably end up back in court on it but at least he gets a second bite to go back and say hey I shouldn't have been denied and this is why you deal with these uh, cute prosecutorial tricks every day all the time they're constantly trying to find ways to wiggle around the statutes and the laws That's right? It. and this is a big one public health safety welfare uh, they just try to try to say if you have a bunch of little things oh public health safety welfare you should be denied um, so always try to keep your record clear, um, and if you have a record, clear it. If you have a mental health issue, make sure you have a doctor or somebody uh, write something and have that in your back pocket that you are not a danger and can safely handle firearms. Um, there's just so many issues that are coming up. That and, way. and the Knappen Law Firm can help with that because I refer a lot of people to them, and so many people come to my range and like, how did this happen? Oh, it's right? it's How many people come into your law firm and go, how did this happen? I was a law-abiding citizen for 50 years. It's amazing, and it's not, and one of my main focus points of my talk today had to do with the fact of you could be perfectly fine, but someone you're residing with has an issue. Right now, I can think of a case where a woman who was, um, for 15 years, had a firearm permit, no problem, she gets married. The person she marries and then goes and lives with has an issue, she goes to change her name for a change of name on her firearms ID card and they deny her because she's residing with somebody now who is barred from firearms. While she herself has a great safe that she's always stored them in, she stored them there even when he was residing and staying over at her house here and there. Never been an issue with firearms, but they're trying to find any little reason. Yeah. The, the bigger one along those lines would be also often <coughs> sundered daughters of people who are uh, perfectly fine gun owners, long-term gun owners, getting into trouble, and when they come for the restraining order on the son, they take all the guns in the house, <clears throat> and then the father, who was perfectly lawful, never gave a, someone who's barred a firearm, 
uh, has to fight and get an attorney and try to get his stuff back. It's really become a big mess that way. So be careful. We've, we've talked about that too on the medical side too, from on a federal level, where the psychotropic medications that most kids are on now, when they start classifying things like Ritalin, uh, you know, as a psychotropic drug. All of a sudden now, there's a mental health issue in the family, and we can now lose our firearms. Speaking of which, isn't there a bill pending saying that they mm -hmm. want every public school yes. child to be tested tested for depression? Yeah. So now, on that question, when you have to answer, have you ever been treated, observed, attended regarding... Uh, yes, when I was five. Yeah, and yes. you're 30 years old and right. now it's disqualified. But don't think that that doesn't happen. I get sure, that all the time with people who are later in life and they have to try and find those records and say or, and answer what happened when they were... Uh, in fact, I had somebody who was even considering bringing a firearm to school back, and that's an awful thought, but this was way before those things started becoming. Yeah. But he threatened to say, I was got, you know, because you make these stupid sayings you say when you're a teenager. And he said a <laughs> right. stupid thing. Right. Yep. But he had to answer it and answer it and try to get his record sealed from juvenile, and it, 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 uh. just, it will live with you for life the way it never has previously in, wow. in America. So this is what we talk about on the show all the time. We yeah. warn you all the time that you know, that's why gun sitters is important oh. as a place to park your guns. And that's why it's important to have the Knappen Law Firm's business card yeah. at hand. Because, you know, what, what do you guys say? Sack? Uh, sure, right. Yeah. Sack Stay up. silent. Uh, <laughs> Ask for an attorney and do not give consent. S-A-C. Uh, those are your attorney and do not give consent to a search. There's your fourth, fifth, sixth amendment rights, right, in a nutshell. Um, the questioning should stop <clears throat> as soon as you ask for your attorney and anything that you should not be used against you. Don't consent to a search because you don't want them, uh, you don't want to give them, if you consent, then they don't have to show the probable cause as Correct. to why they went and searched. So. You, you, you don't stop them physically, but of course you're not going to consent. Why would you? No, I'm, you're, I'm not going to, officer, I'm lawyer not going to stop. Lawyer up. That's right, get a lawyer. You know, all the time, because the cops will be friendly. Mind if we look around. <laughs> right. So, oh, yeah, you can look around. Boom. Nope. What you do is you say, here's my attorney. I'm going to call my attorney. I don't want to say anything further from here. Do you have a warrant? No. Here you go. Right. You, as soon as you give them, especially cops, as soon as they see that you're lawyered up, they know that they don't, they don't want to pursue it any further. One of, and yeah. that could save you a lot of money in the long run. One of my favorite memes I've seen recently was a bunch of police officers at somebody's door and you can see the other side and the gentleman's there and the police saying, we just want to talk. And the answer was, talk amongst yourselves. There's how many of, them, how many of you are out there? Talk amongst <laughs> yourselves. Um, I, it's, I've had some great cases along those lines. I had a guy who was adamant about not allowing a officer into his house. Now, I'm not saying ever resist with the restraining order. That's something you do have correct, to do your firearms. But in general, if they're there without a warrant, and, and there is a warrant section for the taking of firearms pursuant to domestic violence. So if they're there with a warrant, that's a whole different story. But of course you want to ask, show me the warrant. But uh, the, um, we had a gentleman who was cursing up a storm. Go F yourself. I'm not talking to you. I got nothing to say. I'm not allowing you in. They finally convinced him to open the door. He didn't want to. And they bum-rushed him in because they said that they saw a rifle on a chair. Oh, man. Now it's okay. probable cause, right? And that was, well, that's what they say okay. was that. 
it was based, the police were there because um, of a, uh, and this is a, a decision that's, um, you could read, it's an appellate division decision. I overturned the suppression on appeal, but um, in a good way, it was upheld in that sense. Because they, they came there, they said, they were there because he had allegedly threatened somebody. But that person who was allegedly threatened was no longer in the house. So he's no longer being threatened. <laughs> and then they said they saw the firearm and they came and that's why they came in. But meanwhile, there's nothing unlawful, as we all know, and especially people at this conference, about having a firearm in your house. Right. So it was not they viewed no unlawful behavior. And the one person who they wanted to protect, the person who was allegedly being threatened, was not in the house. Now yeah, they might be able to have a good reason to come in if there's somebody holding a gun to somebody's head. Sure. But that's not this scenario. Right. And uh, all that, everything they found, everything about that had to be tossed out because that was an unlawful search. He's good. But I, again, lawyer up. Yes, Andy. Exactly. Well, you know, Lou, your brother talks about it all the time, too, is the fact that the, the cop can lie to you all day long. Cops can lie and, to you. You can't lie to them. And most people don't realize that. They no. don't know that. That's yeah. why it's important to understand, to come to conferences like this and to have an attorney who is not Jacobian Myers, who understands <laughs> yes. firearms yeah, law. That's what we do. Lawyers are not lawyers are not lawyers. Yeah, the classic of that is, remember the TV show The Closure? Yes. Yeah. The clo what was Kira Sedgwick, I believe? What was her main thing? Is that she could put on airs and characters and right. get people to admit things that they normally wouldn't. And part of that was creating a scenario where she's lying to people to get them to admit things. Right. And we got you. Yeah. And there's, that show was all based on the fact that they could lie exactly. to get people to uh, admit things they wouldn't have. And they you know, admit to raping and because they're afraid they're going to get murder or what have you. And there's interesting scenarios. But that and happens all the time. This I, is what I, we do. I just grabbed Lou out of the <laughs> audience and said, come on, you're doing show. What do you want me to talk about? I don't know. You seem to have done a pretty good job <laughs> okay, so far. Well, uh, I'm proud uh, to say it. Because that's what yeah, you do. That's what you know? I do. And uh, that's why we need people like this and we have to support people. And again, we talked about it. You came to SafeCon today. $20. You get to hear this. You get to talk to these guys. You get to listen to the conference. Mm -hmm. There should have been 10,000 people here today. One million gun owners in New Jersey and it's the same three or 400 people all the time that are always doing what's necessary and the rest are armchair activists that complain yeah. the seminar's too far, Trenton's too far, I gotta work. Oh my God, now we have 10 round magazines. How did this happen? This is why it happened. Because of apathy and complacency. Right. Yeah. Well, That's and, what happened. And the sad part is if you would have changed the name to PA SafeCon and moved <laughs> 30 miles across the Delaware River, we would have 10,000 people here. Yeah. Marilyn, uh, shellissue.org that uh, a member is Brooke Powers. He told me to stop belching, and I got 30 petition signatures from him. Did you cut me off? And memories. I'll do it the when I come back. The most precious things you can give someone. No cell phones, no video games, no electronic devices. No interruptions. Just your favorite gun, a couple boxes of ammo, and time spent together. The folks at Gun For Hire Woodland Park Range believe there is no time like the present and no present like time. Step through their doors and you'll feel time stand still. It may look like a luxury shooting range, but what they really sell is the perfect day and perfect memories are made from perfect days. Gun For Hire Woodland Park Range where family memories begin.
They said it wouldn't last. That was just wishful thinking. Gun for Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Seven years running. So we talked about the Maryland uh, shellissue.org supporting me, but my friend Brooke Powers told me if I don't belch on the radio show, he was going to get me petition signatures, and he got me 30 signatures from Maryland. I so have to thank send you, him a gift. Thank you, thank you, NJ SafeCon. So, a couple of hundred patriots here from New Jersey. I find this guy walking the floor, drove four hours to get here to be at SafeCon. He's going to speak here today. We got him on the radio show. None other than Cam Edwards from Cam and Company, NRA TV. Hello, Cam. Welcome to the family again. Hey, Anthony. How are you? Good, good, good. And you know Sandy already. Absolutely. So, uh, what do you think for New Jersey? I think it's inspiring to see so many people who are Second Amendment activists here because this is what we need. In fact, we need to double the number of people who are here. And it's great that we've got so many folks who have, you know, turned out on a beautiful fall weekend. But uh, we got—I mean, you know as well as I do—we got a lot of work to do in this state. Oh, uh, and we talk about all the time what happens in New Jersey doesn't stay in New Jersey. Cam's had me graciously on his show many times, and. People say, oh, you're from New Jersey. It's a forgotten state. Listen, when the crappy laws get made in New Jersey, the other states use us as the example to springboard to crappy laws in free states. Am I right? Absolutely. I mean, we're seeing this right now. So you've got, at the state level, obviously, New Jersey, uh, you've got the mag ban, and you've got the uh, semi-auto ban. But then at the, even at the local level, you've got you know uh, towns that are uh, uh, making zoning laws that make it impossible for new gun stores to open up. Correct. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and, and all of these ideas get picked up and taken nationally. Uh, so, you know, it, it, you may see this appear in California next, maybe New York State, but then it starts trickling down to Illinois. Then all of a sudden it's Ohio. Then it's Virginia, right? States that we think of as being pretty good for our Second Amendment. Look, Bloomberg is spending millions of dollars around the country. They have a, a an umbrella organization uh, with every town for gun safety that they are just adding to each and every day. Uh, and, again, there is no safe state. There is no safe place Correct. anymore. And they're playing off of emotions. Yep. And they get all of these moms to show up with these red shirts on. Moms demand action. I just read in the last segment, Bloomberg spending planning to spend between eight to ten million in Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, and New Mexico. Traditionally, not anti-gun states because they know. Let's go after these. Uh, super, excuse me. Traditionally, uh, pro-gun states, right? They know that they, they could chip away at those states because New Jersey is pretty much done. We're fighting for what little shred of rights we have left, like New York in California. So now they're going after these states and everybody, you know, the NRA's motto, I repeat it all the time, is stand and fight. We, you live in this state, you make your living, your kids are here, you have to fight. Cam drove four hours to come up here to show his support for us. And, you know, I had people complain that the conference is all the way in South Jersey. You know, every year John holds it, you know, south, central, and north. Right. And then I asked him, well, you live in Somerset. Did you come to the one in Edison two years ago? No, I didn't come to that one. Okay, next time we'll drive the conference to your house. You know, and we'll make sure you're on the clock. We'll get you paid too. Right. I mean, the, we'll the apathy the right kind of and coffee. complacency is what kills us. Absolutely. Look, we saw this in New, in uh, Virginia last year. Uh, New Jersey and Virginia both have off-year elections, right? So we had our state legislature was up for a vote last year. We had going into the elections, Anthony. We had almost a veto-proof majority, almost a two-thirds majority of pro-gun votes in the Virginia House of Delegates, and that majority got narrowed down to a one vote majority. We One lost vote. 18 pro-gun lawmakers in and House of Delegates last year in Virginia, and a lot of it was apathy. 
yes, you can talk about the changing demographics, the influx of people moving into Northern Virginia, uh, and you know Northern Virginia going blue. But a lot of this was simply gun owners feeling like, you know what, it's been 19 years since the Democrats uh, had the House of Delegates. It's been 19 years since we've had a gun control bill passed in Virginia. It's a generation. It's safe. Virginia's a good state. And there was this, this it wasn't apathy. You're right. It was complacency. Yep. Because there are people who are, they, they care about their rights, but you got to get off the couch and you got to work for them. And so, you know, again, if you live in North Jersey and, and an event like this is being held in South Jersey, so it's a two or three hour drive. Okay. Get some buddies. You know, correct. A, a road trip down here because the networking, uh, the networking alone mm -hmm. that you're going to be able to to engage in at an event like this, plus getting to hear from people like Scott Bog, getting to hear from Daniel Schmutterman, getting to hear from Anthony Calandro, getting to hear from folks who are fighting this fight every day, learning from them, taking all that in, and then taking it back to your local community. That is how we win, even in a state like New Jersey. You know, at the busiest range in New Jersey, and people come in that come in weekly, and they say to me. When did this mag ban pass? I'm going to be a felon. What's the details of the law? How do you? I don't even want to talk to them anymore. How do you not know that this is going on? Why aren't you not an NRA member? Why aren't you not an ANJRPC member? Get involved. You spend thousand dollars on guns and ammos and shooting, and you don't belong to the NRA for thirty-five dollars a year or ANJRPC. And a little activism. Come to a rally. You know, uh, we go to Trenton. It's the same fifty people that show up at the state house to to testify. Uh, so let me ask you a question. I mean, the people that come in that you just described, the people that are coming into your range that are, that are spending the money but they're not activists. Do they feel like they have to keep their head down because they live in New Jersey and they feel like, well, if I start talking about my gun rights, then all of a sudden it's going to, you know, I'm going to get blowback from my job or from my kid's school or something. I mean, what is stopping them? You know, there's, Sandy coined a phrase, in New Jersey we have what's known as closet gun owners. So that's one aspect I can understand. If you're a dentist, maybe you don't want to advertise that you're a gun person because you, maybe you'll lose 50% of your clientele. But that doesn't stop you from writing checks. Mm -hmm. You know, do it with your purse. If you can't come down to Trenton, if you own a business or you work, $25, $50, $100, just get involved. You know, uh, we talked about this before. Colonel North wants to double the NRA membership. The holidays are coming. Buy memberships right. to Absolutely. the NRA for your friends and family. you got a friend you go shooting with. Cam, you, you, you love to shoot. Are you an NRA member? No. Okay, good. Buy Cam a membership this Christmas. Maybe he'll like the magazine every month, and maybe he'll he'll join next year. He'll renew. We we can't we can't do this anymore. You know, I feel frustrated all the time. We have the show. I have the range. You know, and I'm the I'm the range that gets involved politically. So you know, Scott Bach always tells me all the time. You know, you're sticking your neck out really far. You have a target on your back. You know, but what am I supposed to do? Not fight and just let them take unsurp our laws one at a time? Too bad. I got to go down there. I call them rich socialists. I do whatever I have to do. I try to you know energize the masses, but too many of the masses are helpless. Absolutely. And, and here's the thing. I mean, in New Jersey, so I was talking to a gentleman earlier who uh, listens to Cam and Company. Uh, he's a fairly new gun owner. He, uh, in fact, he just said, I, I, I've got my permit in right now. Uh, and he said, my neighbors just got their letter in the mail for the character references. My boss just got a letter. I, the fact that you all have to do that. Right. Yeah. That you yeah, have exactly. to go through We're that. We're law-abiding criminals in New Jersey. I mean, it's a, it's amazing that you have to go through that. And so I understand, living in this political environment that we live in, that, if, you know, again, you worry you stick your neck up, you're going to get it taken off. But the bottom line is, in New Jersey, if you want to exercise your rights, you're sticking your neck out, right? Again, Correct. your neighbors are going to know. Right. Your employers are going to know. You might as well, at that point, stand up and be willing to publicly talk about, even if it's just a friends and family, why it is that this right is so important to you. I tell customers all the time, 
they don't own a gun. They'll come in and rent. I'm like, get your firearms ID card. Well, I'm not really going to buy them. But get it because our politicians look at those right. numbers. How many exactly. people have FID cards in New Jersey? Right. If we have 3 million people, 2 million with FID cards in New Jersey, our politicians are like, whoa, maybe we don't want to piss all of those people off. Again, but in New Jersey, you're right. We have school teachers that won't apply for a permit because they don't want their boss, the principal, to get the letter saying they're going to buy a gun because they're afraid they're going to lose They'll their job. They'll be fired. Yeah. They'll be fired. It's and a, and it's, it's not an unreasonable fear, unfortunately, no. in this state. Correct. No. It's, it's horrible. It pushes people into the underground. We get treated like pedophiles. And we're the good guys and girls. We're law-abiding citizens. Background checks, fingerprints, mental health references. Every time we go to buy a gun, national instant background check. But people hide. And, and again, a lot of the, the gun people, they're detached from the whole political aspect. They enjoy the sport of shooting, but they turn a blind eye to what's going on politically. And then our rights are being taken one slice at a time. And then they complain when a bill becomes a law. You know, only 37% of registered voters voted in the gubernatorial election, and Kim Gadano lost. If every gun owner had voted, we wouldn't be having this conversation and right the now. And the gun owners that did vote, they voted more for their pocketbook and their pensions than they did Free for stuff cops. Over freedom. Yes, cops, teachers, and firefighters are the ones who elected this piece of garbage into office, and they don't care. They, no. they, they will openly say it that matters more to me than to be a firearms owner it's it's disheartening you know and i, I you reach that frustration level you know i see the same faces here mm -hmm. every year these are the same people that are at the rallies right. these are the same people right. that i see testifying right. in trend where and but but if you go online i have five thousand followers you'll see six thousand complaints from people <laughs> right. the, where, right. where is everybody today right. it's a yeah. saturday you're not working Right? It's right. just crazy. The it last is. time we called them to Trenton, the biggest complaint was there wasn't the right kind of coffee on the bus. Yeah, people were. We pay. ANGRPC yeah. and NRA subsidized the buses. $16,000, and we had complaints snacks, this, that, and everything. Right. Why aren't the buses closer to Why aren't there more buses? House? How come they're Why not didn't they leave later? Yeah. When it, really, you want to, we'll, we'll go pick everybody up and drive you down. And then wait, when they come to your house to take your guns, don't blame me. And the politicians know that we're not going to show up because we show up with the same 3,000 people. Yep. If we were to put 40 or 50,000 people in the city of Trenton and shut the city down, mm -hmm. they would have no choice but not to ignore us. But instead, they remove the porta potties, they lock the doors, and they don't let us in. And they know that we're out in the pouring, teeming rain. And it doesn't matter because they're laughing behind them closed doors yeah but again as you say I mean I just I don't I don't get the mindset of living in a state where your rights are under siege the way they are and you're complaining about the coffee on the bus Correct. I mean, I, I, but but then again they were at least on the bus yes right so you can give them you know yeah. they're complaining about yeah. the coffee but at least they got on the bus right you know maybe we need to start to just like Colonel North wants to double the uh, the size of the NRA you know, maybe next year I'll bring a friend here to SafeCon. We yep. all bring somebody right. with us. We double the uh, the, the, the SafeCon attendance. Um, I, you know, I, we are in such a fight right now, and it's a shame that we also have to fight amongst ourselves. Correct. Right? Because, again, if we're all on, I mean, you're exactly right. If we're all on that same page, and we don't all have to agree, you know, I know we're going to have the fights over, you know, 1911s versus the Glock. We can have those fights. Yeah. All day long. Right? Absolutely. Those are fun to have. Yes. But... At the end of the day, at the big picture level, we all have to be involved, and you're absolutely yep. right. If you're not, and you're spending the money, and you're enjoying the, the, the shooting sports, and you're enjoying your time at the range, but you're, you don't have any skin in the game, 
then shut up. Well, I mean, you know, just <laughs> shut up or, or, you know, don't be surprised when your rights disappear entirely. Correct. Because well, even in New Jersey, you've got the chance and you've got the opportunity to make a difference right now. Yep. It's not too late. And we, we've been hold, we've held the line really good. Christy for eight years helped us hold the line. You know, Scott Bop, Darren Goins, Dan, everybody that's that's good. But now all we have left in New Jersey is uh, testifying and lawsuits because we're done. And now uh, Phil Murphy and Senate President Steve Sweeney they introduced a bill. They're going to allow 600,000 illegal aliens to get driver's licenses under the auspices to make the roads safer. But we know they'll all be registered to vote. So we'll never ever turn New Jersey partially red again. We're just going to be true and it blue it, it forever. And it doesn't matter red or blue because this is a blue state and there are blue gun owners in this state. Like many blue gun owners. The problem mm -hmm. is is that they're not being activists, they're not taking their... They're so willing to roll over to, to the laws. And we saw it happen, we talked off air about it, where as soon as the mag ban came on, the first questions anybody ever got was, where do I turn my magazines? That's all they were concerned about. Everybody out there should be listening to Cam and Company every day. If you can't, because you're working like I am, I put it on my computer at night when the, when the feed comes up, and I, I listen to it while I'm working, and I listen to every other state's plight. Uh, you know, Cam Edwards has done yeoman's work uh, with advancing Second Amendment rights in the country. Cam, I can't thank you enough. Uh, Tell people how they can find you if they don't know, if they've been living under a rock. NRATV.com, 2 to 5 Eastern weekdays uh, on Twitter, at Cam Edwards, and uh, on demand on iHeartRadio, iTunes as well. And thank you again for everything that you're doing here. Thank you, Cam. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Thank you. we got a ton of classes coming up. I'm not going to even talk about no, them talk all. talk about them. Oh, uh, okay. We have, you know, Holster Draw, Urban Carbine 3, Urban Pistol 1. Um, we have uh, a bunch of classes now, non-resident carry permit, where we treat... Uh, teach all over the state, which obviously we can't carry in New Jersey. 1,300 <laughs> carry permits in New Jersey, 9 million people. And we Oprah the state police for the list of the 1,300 people, and they got back to us and said they couldn't give it to us for privacy concerns. Because you know it's all judges and politicians and rich, repulsive yeah. socialists that have those carry permits. But how do you really feel about it? That's it. <laughs> I'm done. Thank you again, Cam. Thanks, well, Andy. looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a Counterthink Media production. The music is in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, LLC, New York, New York, under the license of Broadcast Music Incorporated. I'm Sandy Berardi. On behalf of my co-host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gun for Hire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. Cam and company, thank you, sir, for coming and being part Four of this. Four-hour drive. Four-hour drive. Four-hour drive. There's no place in New Jersey that takes four hours to get here. And he yet. had to leave his gun home. Right. Right. At the bridge. Oh, I cleaned out my car very oh, well before yes. I left. Yeah. Very good. You I can't even yet. have one little shell casing right. right here. You go out of, you'll go out in, in a box. Okay, we love you guys. See you next week. Winston is not here with us. He's so with my parents. You're gone.